I've tried to get out my contract with this podcast about five times, and <laughs> you can't go anywhere, buddy. Welcome to the class. Tales from the Ditch. <laughs> with, <laughs> once again, with Seth, Sean, the people who for some reason still listen. And uh, we have back on Coach Cliff in the Apocalypse coming at you. How are you doing, Cliff? I am well. How are you boys doing tonight? So good. Uh, yeah. I've yeah. been better. I got me on. Sean and I aren't on great terms. So. It's kind of uncomfortable doing this podcast. Flip the gloves on. Let's go, boys. So, and it's I just can't. I just can't. Uh, I can't stand Seth's support of Nambla. Nambla. No. <laughs> Is that the? Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get behind that. it. I've tried the to see it from your side. I just can't do it. Nambla. Is that the pervert one with the men and yes. boys? <laughs> You would know. You, would know. <laughs> you knew that. That's so terrible. Oh, this conversation has given me the diabetes. The diabetes. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, I'm glad we don't have contracts. If we had to do this, man, that could go bad. <laughs> but, goodness. Cliff, so uh, how's, uh, how's it going during this uh, quarantine? I know you're not able to be at the gym, training, coaching. How's it going? Um, I don't. It's not really this this whole at at dad home thing is not really out of the ordinary for me. Is I don't go out really anyways. You know I'm either at work or at the gym or at home, so yeah. it's not really out of, <laughs> out of the out of the ordinary for me. And you know what? After all this is over, it's going to be just more of the same, right? <laughs> so it's good. I am I am all, all right with how this is all going down, it, except for I've been eating. Way too much food, but other than that, <laughs> all good, man. Now, all question: good. a lot of the people who, um, you know, were looking forward to this—the people who spent years making their underground bunkers and storing up uh, caches out in the desert and stuff like this—are complaining now that they can't get haircuts. Have you been able to get a haircut, Cliff? I have not. No, and I'm just gonna let it grow. It's getting shaggy. It's getting shaggy, baby. You should see it. Awesome. It is awesome. My haircut be... is easy to maintain in the apocalypse. <laughs> Indeed it is. <laughs> Just a rusty knife. <laughs> dry skin makes that noise. It's like... <laughs> Jesse Ventura from uh, Predator. Yeah. Right. Just dry shaving. Oh, man. That's, that's brutal. Good. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. No, it's crazy because um, usually the only places I went was kickboxing and pubs. And right. I miss both because kickboxing I kind of took for granted and went, oh, I can go anytime I want, you know, and I'll, I'll show up. And the same thing with pubs. I was like, oh, I can text, you know, Tony or Sean or Cliff. And now I'm like, shoot, I miss going to pubs. I miss going there. Right. No, I do too. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, it's a bummer. And it's uh, it's weird because going to pubs, I mean, there truly is a social aspect. 
I never thought that was that important to me, but I'm realizing now that it is because I can drink. I, I have access to any drink I want. Right. I just, uh, yeah, I miss sitting at the bar, getting thrown out of the bar, things like that. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, sir. Indeed. Getting knifed by a common streetwalker, you know. Yeah. Which always happens, so. You know, just they always the same knife. I'm gonna kill you. Give me your money. It just (laughs) gets real old, Susan. Okay, pick a different corner. Susan will always do it to you. That's the best headline. It was like a a quote from victim. What are you gonna do? Stab me? Man was stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) They did you see the one about the Florida kid who led the police on a chase? Yes. He stole a flag and outran the police and they had to have like all these cars bring him down. He was like ten or eleven. Just (laughs) basically they're like, What are you gonna do? Run and he just sprints with the flag and they're like, Oh crap, chasing after him. (laughs) Oh gosh. So awesome. That's great. See, if if you can have some fun during the apocalypse, I mean, come on. You, you know, uh, something that I posted that's become a little controversial for some reason was uh, in the San Clemente, in the skate park, uh, they yes. filled it in with sand, you know? Yes, yes, they did. And I thought that was a bit of an overreaction. Now, uh, I've come under heat for saying this because apparently it's supposedly the cheapest method to deal with this problem. Right. And I don't know if that's true. I, I I would I think you would have a hard time proving that it, that it's cheaper to rent a driver and a backhoe and several people to clean it out when it's done than it is to get an $8 an hour ESI security guy. But um one of the things that I think is my sentiment in it is um you know, being a skateboarder, you, you're always kind of picked on a little bit by the police and the municipalities and stuff, kind of unfairly proportioned to the rest of the people. And they didn't put down spike strips on the on the walking paths and they didn't, uh, root, you know, uproot the pavement on the basketball courts. They just did this to the skate park. And I think that's like a little frustrating. But people are saying that... Uh, those kids got what was coming to them because they wouldn't honor the quarantine or the shelter in place thing. What do you guys think? Where where did this happen? San Clemente. Ah, San Clemente. What do you think, Cliff? Um. Well, let's see. I think that they were. It skate parks are always the last thing to go up, right? So of course they're usually a reaction to everybody saying we don't want the kids skateboarding on the street on the sidewalks, at malls, all that stuff, right? So they built skate parks, you know, out of the way so everybody can skate at the park. Well, if it's the last thing up, it's going to be the first thing down, right? Hmm. So I think that easy targets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they probably aren't going to reopen it for a while, right? It's going to be last on the list to be actually opened back up, right? Sure, and they so, won't even clean it, I'm sure. Right, no, nope, not at all. So it's just, it's it, it's an afterthought, and it's I think that it's just a way to appease all the masses, right? Like, they're like, everyone's complaining about this, easy target, just kids, they're all young, you know, they, they it, it, it always happens like that. People always want to go for the low-hanging 
fruit all the time, right? So this mm-hmm. is just another aspect of that, I think. Yeah, and they don't want to go after Karen from Somerset first because she'll actually sue him. Well, right, <laughs> like, who, up- like huh? who, who needs to, like, if if you're at the store and you don't need to be at the store, right? Like, how about them? It's that you mm. can't really stop them from going to the store, right? Yeah. <laughs> but they can stop everyone from going to the skate park. So Yeah, I mean, you could let weasels loose in the store. That sure. seems like <laughs> an, appro- an equal response to sand in the skate park. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Have you That's seen the video me. of the weasel dancing? <laughs> no. I'll Ooh, send you the link. Um, the point is, <laughs> uh, I've had a lot of time while I've been home. Um, the point is, Sean, <laughs> are you aware that there's a journalist from the UK saying that Karens don't want to be called Karen anymore? That's a slur calling white women No, Karen. I saw first, that. Yeah, the I first comment that. was, that's such a Karen thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> They're so oppressed, man. I, I, I don't understand that. She compared no, it to a slur. She's like, this is the same as a slur. And I remember Bill Burr saying, like, you're really complaining as a white woman in America. You're in the jacuzzi with me. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, she's like, the thing is, is, uh, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) Bill Burr is so good. Um, the fact like John Mulaney says something, he goes, he's talking about how they compared the word midget to the N word. And he goes, no, when you'll say midget, but you won't even say the N word. That's a worse word. And I think it's the same with this. And uh, what a boomer thing to say. (laughs) Exactly. What a boomer thing to say. It's so funny. I actually saw another good meme that was like, um, uh, if you breach your shelter in place to go get a haircut, it has to be this haircut. And it showed the Karen haircut. (laughs) For real. Still there, There Seth? Yeah, yeah, no, there was, I'm trying to think of all the memes now that, (laughs) so there was one that said, I feel bad for all the attractive people who don't have personalities and they're now having to communicate over the internet. And the guy below him posts, I feel attacked. And he goes, you really shouldn't. And this making a comment that you're not that attractive. But it's like, dude, this quarantine is just nuts. There's been so much good material coming out. But yeah, yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff it cliff i gotta ask you something because this is something that's been happening with me so yeah uh work right now for me it's easier it's irritating but it's easier because it's kind of slow um but mentally i really want to exercise how i used to yes and i found that that has been super frustrating because i don't enjoy running nope i don't don't enjoy doing pull-ups at the park no like you know a thug but I did like kickboxing. Is there anything mentally where you're kind of like, man, I wish I could just spar or something like that? Yeah, all of it. I mean, I've look over the years, I've run through everything, right? I've done the gym and CrossFit and I've run and I've hiked and I've, 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 I've played sports and all that stuff. And I've actually pared it down to where the exercise that I love is what I do at, at RCK, right? Yeah. So, I mean, and I'm older and I don't have unlimited energy. So I take inspiration from everybody else at the gym, right? Like that's, that's my reason to go. That's my, that's why I go there. Right. So, 
and it just happens to be that it's 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 a form of activity right yeah so without that now i don't i i'm honestly i don't i I, i'm not i'm not i don't like to do anything else really i mean i don't i mean i i don't like the gym i mean you know the regular regular old gym right so yeah and i don't really want to work out at home either yeah i the only exercise i like is actually hitting stuff that's that's it (laughs) have i got good news for you cliff so i didn't run this by sean which i never do but let's all talk about the three greatest fights we've ever seen and it could be professional or illegally on the street so cliff kickbox and muay thai or mma in your mind what are some fights that stick out to you of like just man that was a great fight it could be technical it could be brawl just leg kicks, knees to the face, elbows. You know, you got guys like Rod Tang, Zambidis, John Wayne Parr. You got Sancho. What are some fights that stand out to you of like, man, if I could goof around and just chill at home and watch this fight, it would be it. What are like three or four fights like that? Glory 59, and it's Robin Van Roosmalen versus Petch uh, Banamarong. That's a, that's a, great fight it's a tie that has that has modified his style to work you know in the glory rule set and i mean he's he's good he is really good he beats him up and sean he gets knockdowns with teeps he'll teep people down into like eight ounce yeah i mean he really he uses his hands his left kick he he's man he's he's sharp he's he's really good he's i mean it's it really shows how that if the tie style, if if there are weapons in the tie style that work really well outside of the style, and he shows all of it. He shows all of it throughout that whole fight. I mean, he's he's outstanding. Um, so fight number two is probably uh, man. There's so many awesome fights, man. Um, so Askarov versus uh robin van is is also awesome you know oh, at uh at a glory what one or something like that i yeah it was the beginning for that one yeah that one was that one was awesome but it it it, it looks like they're just doing straight dutch drills right like for the yeah. for the whole match <laughs> and it's it's outstanding sean they just go back and forth like standing in front of each other, exchanging for three rounds. That's all they do back up. Oh yeah. my gosh. It's, it's like painful to watch where you're like, their legs are black, not even purple. They have black marks and red blood marks. Oh right. my it's, gosh. It's absolutely <laughs> insane. And then I think that I saw years ago, I actually liked, uh, I liked Mark Hunt versus, uh, what, what's his name? Damn it. Bigfoot or Struve? No, no, no. I like Mark Hunt when he was Mark Hunt versus uh, Ray Seppo. Ray Seppo. Yeah, that's that's a good one too. Man, oh they just gosh. stand there and hit each other, and that, that's old. That's an old one, but they they literally just hit each other in the face. They <laughs> drop the their time. hands and say, "Go ahead." Yeah, and like they're they both their hands, and they're both huge guys, right? They're giant men. They're giant, yeah. tough men. It, it's dude, it's it's the best. 
It's Sean. So- he literally Mark Hunt drops his hand and they go, "Come on!" And they let them hit each other clean on the chin. And this is a guy I from think- New Zealand who's yeah, close I- to three hundred. I yeah. think I saw this one. It's it's painful. It's a concussion yeah. just watching it. Yeah, but it's it's awesome. And there's just so many. I mean, there's a lot of awesome <laughs> MMA fights. And, I mean, all that stuff. I mean, there's just tons of awesome fights. Dope, man. What about you, Mr. Moss? Any fights you can remember? Um, I, I don't know a whole lot about fights. I know, <laughs> professionally speaking, um, I always thought, and I don't know if this is silly or cliche, but the the Thrilla in Manila main event was pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, in MMA, I don't know. I remember there was this one UFC with Tank Abbott and this other guy who was like a a judo guy, I think. And it was just oh. like a slugfest, and it was awesome. It was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like UFC ten minus or something. I don't know. <laughs> that was that... a really enjoyable one because that's my guy, uh, Tank Abbott. <laughs> Good old Tank Abbott. <laughs> No, um, was, yeah, he was dope. What about? Did you see a Liddell fights or Belfort or Anderson? Yeah, Silva I was thinking or... a memorable fight. I don't know. I can't really remember if it was the greatest fight, but what was that one Liddell fight? Um, and we went to it. We were at a bar watching it somewhere, and it was the first time. I think it was the first UFC time that he got knocked out. What was the guy he was fighting? The big, oh tall, God. black guy. Was it uh, Rashad Evans? He did it, the right hand and it just dropped Liddell and he went out? I think so, yeah. And it was like a surprise. And uh, I think that was fun just because I don't think a lot of people really expected a knockout. I thought they expected yeah. a real technical fight. And there was like people there with Chuck Liddell shirts and Chuck Liddell haircuts and everybody was just so excited to see him because it sparks, you know, and that he's kind of like our guy, <laughs> you know, he's our trailer park guy. Yeah, and yeah. Um, when he got knocked out, just the mood in the bar. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just stood, <laughs> I stood and saluted <laughs> was it Evans because I was just so impressed by it. it was Rashad Evans, that's it. <laughs> that Dude, was fun. Yeah. You didn't care about people's feelings that night. I remember. You, uh, <laughs> yeah. I felt really a bad. A lot of I people mean, went home this... and committed domestic abuse after. Yeah. There was this family and they had two kids. They brought two kids and they had to like get, uh, they had to get agreement from, um, from like uh, the bar to let their kids in just to watch this fight. Cause that was their guy, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just something about it. Watching people just, die on the inside really makes me feel good um <laughs> i don't know mickey ward and and arturo Gotti was great sure, yes i was gonna list that one yes that was a really good one but uh you know i i i don't know it's boxing so it's kind of like a diff- whole different thing i guess i don't know that was dude i think it was round nine and correct me if i'm wrong cliff was like round of the year or round of the decade that was a yeah, it was an insane fight for sure. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. I can wow. think of a lot of uh, schoolyard fights that I thought was great. <laughs> uh, I actually have one. I actually have one I remember. And it was somebody actually caught like their 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 right 
the index knuckle right in their eye. (laughs) It was so so great. He hit him with an uppercut and he just dropped and he was, oh, dude, it was so good. It was so good. Awesome stuff right there. Let's say it was a JS versus JB. That's who it was (laughs) against. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Um, I would say, so definitely Ward and Gotti was just brilliant. I thought that's how boxing should be. Right. I really liked them. I liked Tyson. Um, if we're going kickboxing, it's Zambitas and Chahi. Um, oh, yeah. They had a great fight. Um, if we're going Muay Thai, um, Rod Tang versus Jonathan Haggerty too. Um, he, Rod Tang is just nuts. And, and it's a Muay Thai fight, but with three ounce gloves and Rod Tang's telling him and just taking it. Uh-huh. Um, and then I would say MMA, because you actually brought up some of the ones I've thought of. I'd say for me, it's either, let me see, because I always like Liddell and other guys. Um, dang, there's so many with MMA because I, I watched a lot more of those before I started Muay Thai of like, you know, Couture winning the heavyweight title and, you know, stuff like that. I'd say maybe recently the ones that stick out to my mind are either when Forrest Griffin and Bonner both fight and both fought and they got a six figure contract each and it was a mm. surprise. Hmm. Or I would say Robbie Lawler versus uh, Caleb. What's his name? Um, shoot, it was Robbie Lawler defending his welterweight title. Yeah, that was a. Was it Stop? Rory McDonald. There you go. Not Caleb yeah, Starnes. Yeah. He fought yeah, Nate Corey. Yeah. yeah. Rory McDonald versus Robbie Lawler too. Robbie Lawler finished the fight with a half inch cut through his lip to his cheek. And Rory McDonald's nose was broken for two rounds and he kept taking shots and it looked like a crime scene. And then Robbie Lawler, after he knocked Rory McDonald down and he finally tapped because he's like, my nose is shattered. Robbie Lawler is yelling to the crowd, flexing, you know, opening his mouth, and you can see the split in his lip while he's screaming. He's oh, gosh. And it seriously was like the gnarliest thing. I should not have watched it on. It was so crazy. <laughs> but everything's yeah. better with cocaine, dude. Dude. Yeah. It Robbie Lawler is a man. He he even told his coach, he goes, I don't need a spar. I know how to fight. And they're like, well, let's see how that does for you. And then he wins the title. And you're like, huh? because <laughs> so, i felt like he had sparred so many years he took a year off from hard sparring because he's like no i'm not gonna take tons of damage yeah which is kind of smart yeah so well you know yeah. as as you get older i mean it's just that's what you have to do i think and when you have rage in your heart you want to save it up for, <laughs> i agree for, for the, the fights show. right yeah. exactly what about um uh Probert, Bob Probert, the hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> 24 the number. Dude, I don't I can't remember what fight it was, but he I just remember he was punching this guy who had a full face mask on and just bare fisted, hitting a pl- like a plastic padded mask, just going at it to town like a boxer. That yeah. that fight was speaking of cocaine, yeah. That dude loved the booger shit. <laughs> He loves no spears. <laughs> he, dude, Bobby Probert, him, I think, see, and speaking of hockey, like, hockey just produces some gnarly dudes. Because, like, Mike Vallely, yeah. the skateboarder, he yeah. fought three dudes on tape. He was a hockey player. And then um, from our I gym, about that. Uh, from our gym, we call him Hockey Pete. He just won a title 
and he's done hockey, amateur boxing, and amateur Muay Thai, and just won a title in Muay Thai. I'm like, hockey, for some reason, just makes people just gnarly, just beasts. Well, and he's so quiet, dude. You too. I know. He's I'll the assassin. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Pete. <laughs> he's Andrew Peterson. Hockey oh, Pete yeah. is so mad. Like, he wants to fight God at a catch weight. Like, he is pissed. <laughs> like, he just... And he doesn't, bra- he's not a prick about it either. Like, if you talk to him, he's so mellow. Like, when I had my smoker, it wasn't even a title fight or anything. It's a smoker. Pete's like, my man, yeah, just kick him. And yeah, good job, man. Just smash him in the face. Like, just so calm. <laughs> he's rooting for you. He's acting like a dad who just saw his kid, like, win a title or something. And all I was doing was, like, just throwing spinning <laughs> kicks at people. But, like, he's such a nice dude. He's just a nice like young dude who just wants to fight everyone and he's tough yeah. he's really good yeah and he's murdered people i can't prove it but i know you've murdered people, people. <laughs> they're dead they don't come back son. dead not just dead but dead yeah dead yeah so there's oh, also a- the oh sorry go ahead Seth. we will interrupt each other this is quarantine rules it's fine <laughs> um chuck liddell knocking out tito for the second time oh yeah but, um very arousing now that was amazing <laughs> i but, hate uh, you know he's so boring dude he's, he's boring. such a you know he's doing hgh too you see his jawline has like a uh-huh. six-pack and a butt it's like <laughs> dude it's true. i don't know that's uh, awesome. great a great fight that I can think of. And I, I don't know, you know, I've never followed professional fighting as closely as you guys. So I can't uh, come up with a bunch of great fights, but I know I've seen a ton, but one of the greatest fights I saw was like a early, early phone video of like, I think it was Russian gangs and each gang had more than 200 people in it. And it was just this straight brawl. Do you remember that video, Seth? They were hooligans. It was Russian hooligans fighting each other. They had like flares going off and throwing rocks and they were chanting as they charged over. Dude, it looked like Braveheart Cliff. Dude, I have an I have an awesome one for you. It was almost me versus all of the Sacramento soccer hooligans against just me and my girlfriend. Sean about that. I was there. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I've always said, man, we need more hooligans until that night. Um, yeah, and I don't know the deeps of what happened to make them so mad. I know you might know a little bit about it, Cliff, but I just know that I we I saw Cliff at the the game, our local 1868 soccer club. And uh, I saw him there and I was like, hey, man, how's it going later? And then we went after the game, we went to across the street, the bar Mellow Fellow Uh to just have a little nightcap. I saw Cliff and I was like, hey, dude, good to see you. Take it easy. And then left. And I was with my family (laughs) like you do, you know. (laughs) Right. And uh, as I was leaving, I literally see this mob of like 10 yoked up. kids with a team that lost shirt on just walk into the bar and kind of push past me and my family and i kind of had to shove my family to the side so these guys could walk by and i go "Uh oh somebody's mad and as i'm leaving i see them walk over all and cliff's at the bar with his girlfriend and behind everybody surrounds cliff 
and um cliff doesn't even know what's going on at the time because they're still surrounding him and so i told my wife and son i was like you guys go up to the car i'll be up there in a minute and i go back in and i just kind of like break through the crowd and i say oh hey cliff what's up put my hand on his shoulder just so that he knew i was there but i couldn't have done anything but it was it was so awesome i just like okay so here's what what actually happened is that we were actually there for a work barbecue right so (laughs) yeah we were there for a work barbecue so and we're 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 just dude we're just we are hammered i mean we i've i've drank quite a bit that that (laughs) evening as well Go and on. We were hanging out with uh, this guy and his family and his son and his younger daughter, his cousin, you know, and they're, they're just, you know, they're, they're just, it's, it's just like the regular factory working people, right? Like blue collar ass people, right? And we're all having drinks. And of course I'm buying all of them drinks and we're just, we're having a good time at the company barbecue. So we leave after the game, they left first. I go out behind them and I see these guys screwing around with, with his wife who we were with out in the street. So like, I just, I don't, I don't know what happened. I just like pushed everybody away and I, I got right in his face and I'm like, what the f- are you doing? That's a woman. Keep your hands off that woman. Right. And I didn't know if, you know, I, I had no idea. So all of a sudden him and his eight friends, <laughs> like pretty giant dudes, right all like surround me and my you know who, who i was with at the time she's hiding behind the uh you know the electrical transform there she's like you know hiding behind it she's like oh my god what's going on so so i just start talking to all of them i'm like you guys i don't know who you are he's like oh man it's cool and then there's always one guy in every group right that's hella tough right the joe pesci yeah, so he's like, so he's staring at me, and I'm like, I'm like, you better put a leash on your boy, or he's getting it first, right? And there's cops around, and no one's saying anything to me, so I'm like, it, I'm gonna keep, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I-, I didn't care, and that was actually while I was getting, uh, while I, I was getting ready for my smoker as well, so I was like working out a lot and dieting and sparring, you know, I was like hard, right? I was like ready to go. Always. <laughs> and I was like, I had some alcohol in me and I'm like, I'm like, why are you guys screwing around with my friend's wife? And like, they were like holding on to her. And I was like, I was like, you guys need to go. You guys need to get the, get the F out of my face. Don't mess with her. I told, I told all of them to go. I'm like, you guys just leave. You guys leave. I'll take care of this. Right. So they're like, oh man, it's cool. It's all right. It's okay. So I walk over to the bar. Right. And I see Sean. And I'm like, Sean, what's up? He's like, hey, dude, what's going on? I'm like, oh, we're just here, you know, <laughs> wanting to have, <laughs> wanting to have like an after the game drink, right? So I go sit at the bar, and out of the corner of my eye, I see all, I see all of them walk in, and I, I said to my girl, I'm like, here we go again, <laughs> and I just like turned on my stool, and of course I started talking again. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> you guys i was like there's like eight of you guys and one of me i'm like and then all i see is that sean's standing right there and i'm like at least somebody came up here sean's like hey guys you know like what's going on it was great and i dude i was gonna get my ass kicked like i 
there was they were big dudes. They were big like, dudes. They were hella big dudes. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, whatever, man. Yeah, and the whole the whole bar was like, oh, what's going on? It was it was uh it was like the classic bar brawl standoff, you know. But it it would have gotten ugly. <laughs> yeah, I would have pretended not to know you guys, and then sucker punch as many people as possible. When it <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> dude, I was on an island there, all, all except for good, good old Sean out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'll help you guys. <laughs> like that was going to be ugly. here. I am. Yeah, here I am. <laughs> yeah, so that was awesome. Oh, Sean, I okay. No, I have one that Sean might enjoy, and I don't know if, Sean, if Cliff will remember this. Okay, so there was a guy Nate Quarry who fought a guy Caleb Starnes in Canada. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> now Caleb Starnes was from Canada. Canada. Nate Quarry was not, and people are booing Nate Quarry. They're mouthing off from the crowd and the fight starts and he's chasing Caleb Starnes around. Like Caleb is kind of backing away. He's even running at some points. He's not fighting and the crowd's getting kind of frustrated. So round two starts and Nate Quarry starts messing with him. He puts one hand over his face and puts his other arm through the arm and starts swinging it around. Oh, yes. He starts doing the running man and Caleb Starnes is flipping him (laughs) off. He starts doing spinning kicks and the whole match goes like this, and the Canadian people start, you know, to not boo Caleb and start cheering Nate Quarry. Well, the fight ends, and both their corners are mouthing off, they're cussing at each other. And Nate Quarry wins, gets on the mic, and he says, you know, I came in, and people were booing me, and I, I didn't know what to say about that. He goes, but then I thought, you know, if they can change, and I can change. We can all change. And the whole crowd goes nuts for this American who defeated their hometown hero and ended with a Rocky Balboa speech. Yeah, so, so good. It was, it, yeah, it was awesome. It was great. It was so good. I remember that. Ran? It was so weird. Yeah, he actually did. He didn't actually engage with them like at all. No. At all. It was really you remember really it awesome. though, Sean? I do. I remember. Yeah, I remember the way he was um, like taunting him. And I do remember him putting his hand through his his like elbow. Yeah. And like doing this weird back punch thing. And I was just like, what's happening right now? <laughs> but the speech, the speech was so beautiful. It just was what we needed at the time. It was a rough time in our country's history. So. <laughs> but... So that last 30 minutes was something I didn't plan, and that's all I had. So, Sean, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Well, I heard you guys had some stories. Oh, shoot. Let me go back to my notes. That was for, like, a month ago. Like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've been stories. Cliff, what about um, – I remember one of them, that Cliff, you went to um, a restaurant and saw someone there whose services – uh, with counseling you've dealt with. Um, do you remember that story? Went to a restaurant. So you you talked to him, man. Because oh, okay. I don't want to blow the story. Um, <laughs> you went out on a date and saw... Um, oh, 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 yes. Yeah, yes, I don't want to ruin the story. That's all like... No, I, no, this okay, is okay, like, okay, all right. This is like all taboo. Right. I don't know how I'll say it without ruining the no, story. No, no, okay. All right, so, all right. So, I, like any good human i i have 
I have started going to a a psychologist, right? Yeah. And I've known her now for about three years or so. So, I mean, you know, she knows everything about me. And, I mean, I've not had, I have not had good luck with women in my life. And, I mean, that's obvious to, to get everybody that I know. <laughs> so, she forbids me not to date. She says you cannot date unless you clear it through me. All right? So I'm like, okay, cool. So I have not, I have not actually been out on like a real, actual, like romantic style, like out to dinner date for about eight months now. All right. So I tell her, I'm like, okay. So one of my friends who I was romantically linked to, she is now recently, she was all divorced from her husband. I said, and I wanted to take her out to dinner. And she's like, I have to see her. I have to see her. You have to, you know, I have to know all about her. And so I go through the story, show her pics, and she's like, okay, cool. I approve of you going out with her. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to go out with her on Friday evening out to dinner, right? So we're supposed to actually go to this one restaurant where I, I had reservations at. But the restaurant gave those away to somebody else. So I had to make other, you know, I had to make other dinner plans at this other restaurant. So she's like, all right, cool. That's fine. We can go there. So I walk into this restaurant with this girl and my psychologist and her friend are sitting right immediately inside the door. (laughs) Immediately inside the door. And I mean, my psychologist happens to be like a, good looking woman right so i'm like oh man this is gonna be weird so i say hi <laughs> i'm like hi how's it going she's like uh hey what's going on i'm like no nah, i'm just i'm just here on a date she's like well it's nice to see you <laughs> you know so but the girl i was with she's you know she's she's not like a <laughs> insecure girl so she didn't ask me the whole night who that was and like i you know i i obviously know who this person was right so I was like, hey, what's going on? She's like, hey, how's it going? And it was like the weirdest thing I've ever experienced ever. Because, you know, <laughs> she's with her friend. She's my psychologist. Like, that's odd, right? <laughs> like, like, you know, it, it, anything you know about, you know, her or her about you has to stay with with us, right? In our relationship. So, like, she can't tell anybody she's with who I am, right? <laughs> right. So you go, oh, that's, that's one of my clients, you know. I mean, that's that's just not going to fly. <laughs> and and I can't really tell who I'm with who, who that is, right? So it was like, it was really weird. Like, that's that always happens. And it was a pretty good date, but, you know, it wasn't all, all that spectacular. But it was really weird for sure. Yeah. <laughs> the only time but I've experienced it awkward was when <laughs> I went to King's Skate Country and my mom gave me a ride and it was couple skate night. And uh, <laughs> my mom was encouraging me a couple skate with this girl and I was nervous and my mom kept yelling for me to hold her hand and I ignored her. So she yelled louder over them to hold her hand and I skated away and cried. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do it, mom. I can't do it. I'm like, I just want to play Mortal Kombat. Can we go home? <laughs> but yeah, that was one of them. Dang it. Yeah, we had like three or four stories, but then the apocalypse happened and freaking Thanks, Obama. We got quarantined in our houses. 
So, I don't remember the other one, Seth. Like, what was? Do you have it, maybe? <laughs> you had one, and I had one, and I totally forgot both of them. And that, oh gosh, I remember. Oh, here's one about Hockey Pete. He'll enjoy this because he does stuff now, and he doesn't want his reputation ruined. So, <laughs> um, we were at this place. It was, uh, I think, it was called Stoney's. Stoney's, uh, yep. Wells. Yeah. And um, I was trying to not fight so much, but I knew it would probably happen. And we went to, uh, who was it? It was some generic hardcore band I don't even listen to now, but we're there and we're goofing around. Pete's with me. And um, I remember some dude shoved uh, Ryan Cox. Oh, yeah. Um, and I grab the guy and trip him over my leg. He falls down. And you know how in the UFC, when they knock the guy down, they just, they're standing above him and the guy's turtling up and they're just throwing the right hand just down, down, down. Well, I was doing that, but I was pushing his head down into the ground. So every time I punch, it was like punching his head into the pavement there. <laughs> and I'm just swinging. And I, uh... it, was a, it was either a security guard or a guy's friend tried to jump in. And Pete, I can't remember what, well, just because he's angry. So security guard or one of the guy's friends tries to jump in and Pete just drops the guy. He's a boxer and punches him. And Pete's not a big dude, but he can hit hard. And all the tension's off me. And I look behind me and Pete is, I thought he was crowd surfing, but like three security guards were escorting him out. So um, they were just lifting him while he's fighting him. So I walk out with him. We decide to head to our friend Jeremy's house and the funny thing is, we get a call later of like, hey, did you hear what happened at Stoney's? And we're like, well, that's not that big of a deal. Like, it was just a fight with us two. Like, gosh, I didn't think it'd be that big of an issue. And they go, yeah, I can't believe there was all that mace. And we're like, mace? <laughs> and they go, yeah, that Mike Cox kid showed up and bear maced all these people. And that was after we left. Wow. And we didn't even coordinate with them. He showed up to mace some people. And it just happened to be after we fought. He was always was ready with the mace, wasn't he? I, dude, I only used mace twice in years, but I think he had, he like brushed with it and flossed with it. And like, yeah, I, that reminded me of a story kind of not a fight story, but still a funny story that I don't know if I've told this story. I might've already, but I'm going to tell it again for the hell of it. Um, I went to, with my wife to, and as I lay dying show, <laughs> you oh. know, before, that before was the first whole, mistake. Yeah, it was before, before he the tried whole to kill his wife. wife. Killy, yeah, yeah. Before, before that. I mean, it was, it was during that. It was while he was trying to kill his wife. I think. Yeah. Because, and the thing about it is, as I lay dying, when I first started listening to him, um, it's hard to find good bands that at least say that they're Christian bands, you know. And so right. I'm always on the on the hunt for that. And as I lay dying was a pretty solid hardcore band, but. Um, Turned out that they had some issues, but anyways, um, but he, when I first started listening to him, the 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 guy, the lead singer Tim Lambesis, was just this skinny Hesher-looking metal kid, right? Right. And that's all I knew. And then I go to this show, and the guy is jacked. I mean, just just this huge, like Sylvester Stallone, veiny shoulder, and just going crazy. And I was like, ah, oh, that guy's changed a little bit. But 
little did I know it was because of steroids and little did I know that he was also trying to kill his wife at the time, but what can you do? Nice. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> also playing that show was devil wears Prada who I kind of, kind of liked at the time, but I was there for as I lay dying anyway. So I go to the show and I'm an old man at this point and I just came straight from work and I had like a tie and a, and a, you know uh slacks and a button-up shirt and everything and i was just like i don't care what these people think i don't have to wear a band shirt to go to a show i'm not i'm above these kids you know (laughs) (laughs) so i just showed up and just started hanging out and i was like wow it's been a while since i've been to a show i was like dancing a little bit and doing some fun stuff and um i'm going in and out because I can, this is the first time I've been to a show where I can like drink legally. So I'm like, wow, I can like go to the bar and get a drink and enjoy it. <laughs> so I kept going back to the bar. I was like, I'm enjoy- really liking this. Um, but the whole time, all of these people are just like coming up to me and like putting their arm around me and saying what's up and uh, just telling me how much they like me. And I'm like, gosh, this is, this scene is such a better scene than it used to be. <laughs> and then I remember I got in the elevator and there's this whole crowd of people and they all are looking at me and I'm like, this is weird. And they're like, Hey, so do you want to take a picture or what? And I was like, of course I do. <laughs> and so like, I put my arms around all these, these young people and they took a picture of me and though they thought that I was the lead singer of Devil Wears Prada, like all night, so because awesome. I had this same Davy Havocky haircut and uh, shirt and tie, which is exactly what that guy was wearing. And so I'm in all of these pictures, and people are people are going around saying, "Hey, check out this picture of me and the Devil Wears Prada guy," and it was me. And it was so much fun. I felt so cared for. I felt hurt. <laughs> felt like I was being seen. Yeah, affirmed by people. But it turned out because they thought I was somebody cooler. <laughs> That's the best shit I've ever heard. <laughs> it was pretty funny. That's I really awesome. enjoyed that. It was a good night. <laughs> Everybody's buying me drinks and offering <laughs> weed and stuff. And I was like, man, uh, the devil's scene has changed. Like your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, going to. Sean, are you cool if I do one more story and then we close out? Because I can hear the gremlin house. Yes, yeah. Um, So we have a friend, Quinn. Um, He is a giant of a man. It's like if a mountain had tattoos and walked around hating white people. Like, he's a big, (laughs) he's a big dude. And he's Um, always naked on Facebook, man, and I don't get it. (laughs) He's always what? He's naked on Facebook all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Did did you? (laughs) Like, an excessive amount. Like, I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, all right. I, I, yeah, I look at it a little too much. I feel like. <laughs> so, 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 hold on. This, this is kind of off the path. But in 2004, on MySpace, there was actually a scene battle to where who would post naked pictures on MySpace, and it was called yes. <laughs> Nakey War 04. <laughs> yes, and I was like. Every time I'd open up MySpace, there'd be some of my friends with their t- hanging out on on uh, on MySpace, and I'm like, I'm like, like, wow, dude! Like everybody, everybody I knew, all except for the older guys, but all the younger kids, dude. There was like just 
nakedness everywhere. So I asked him, I'm like, is, is this like that again? He's like, hell yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> just him. It's just, <laughs> just him, him though. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dude. So anyway, Seth, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, he. Um, so we were at uh, a certain club. Uh, I'll use a fake name, Moo Moasis. Oh, yeah. And um, sounds he, like um, yeah. <laughs> he um, he encountered these gentlemen. There was three of them who apparently had fought or had an issue with some of our friends. And see, normally, if I was going to encounter multiple people, normally I'd say, hey. You know, I'm going to go deal with these guys and friends would come, you know, just so it's at least even. Well, Quinn doesn't tell any of us he's going over there. So he walks over to these three guys and says, you know, hey, is your name so-and-so? And the guys go, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, don't you have an issue with my friend? And they start mouthing off, I guess, like, yeah, we fought him or yeah, he's a punk. So Quinn naturally punches the first one. The guy's done. Punches the second one. He's done. And the third guy now is like putting up his hands like, hey, chill, man, chill, man. So Quinn socks him, but he punches him so hard. The guy's pants fall off. <laughs> like they fall to the ground. And I've never seen the gravity or force of someone's punch like de-pants someone. And the dude just hits. Well, I grab my friend, Mike Cox, and I go, we're out here because I'm sure we're guilty of something. So we try to leave because I guess Mike was like yelling at them when they were unconscious. So we leave, the cops come, and they find Quinn, and he doesn't even deny it. They bring him outside, and they're like, all right, we're finding you for this. We're finding you for this. We're finding you for that. Um, and he went to court. Then they let him go back in the venue after they ticketed him <laughs> and left. And he enjoyed the rest of the show because he's like, I'm not going to pay that ticket. He That's goes, I'm awesome. not even going to show up to court. Awesome. So he, he did the same thing at a movie theater once when he was bored. And he walked up to a kid and he was just bored. He didn't even know this guy. He goes, is your name David? And the kid gets sassy with him because he was high. He goes, what? He goes, I don't know who you are, man. Maybe you're David. And he touches Quinn's chest. So Quinn punches him in the face and knocks him out. Never (laughs) met this dude before. And then he chases the kid's friends away. And I was like, man, so where'd you know him from? He goes, I don't know him. And we went in and watched a movie. (laughs) So... Yeah, tales from the ditch, baby. <laughs> yeah. So you want you want to do the final stuff, Sean? Closing us out. Yeah, yeah. This has been tales from the ditch. Thanks for joining us, Cliff, amidst the apocalypse. You're welcome. As and, always, thanks uh, for having me. Yeah, of course. We'll have to do this again. So if you want to comment with your favorite fight ever or one that you think was misrepresented or not mentioned here, go ahead and send us an email at talesfromtheditch at gmail.com or subscribe to our stuff on all the podcast areas, including the Apple one. And uh, that's it. Oh, yeah, and be a Patreon. Patreon. Go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash ditch if you want to support our illustrious career. And zip it up, Cliff. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not good at outros, man. <laughs> I I got this. I got this. So go to Instagram, Facebook, like Reno C Kickboxing, follow Cliff RCK. Zip it up, Sean. Zip it up. <laughs>